Good evening, Lake Church. How's everybody doing? Uh, good to see all your smiling faces. Let's give a, a warm welcome for our online audience. Praise God. Isn't it good to be in God's house? Amen. Beautiful day. Beautiful week. Praise the Lord. Looking forward to these nice days, that's for sure. Got a few announcements. Um, wanted to mention that we have some new train uh, Bible college classes starting up on Monday. And uh, you can take those classes individually. You don't have to be a full-time student. So if there's a specific class that you want to take, you can just uh, sign up to take one of those classes. And uh, so, and I, I believe it's what, $50 a class? One hour class is $50 and a two hour class is, is 100. So um, sign up. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Amen. Uh, also, we've got some other things coming up. Uh, this Friday, the 11th, we have our winter dinner in Little Italy, and uh, it's going to be a great time. Come out and support it. It's for trained Bible, or Bible students, and uh, so we want to just come out and support it. It's $25 a plate. You can sign up online at lake-church.com. Uh, um, and uh, also we've got coming up, I believe it's the following Sunday, or the Sunday at the 20th through the 23rd, John Ramirez, special guest. Uh, I know everybody's looking forward to that. It's going to be a powerful time. If you haven't signed up, make sure you get on there and sign up because it's filling up quickly. Um, from what I hear, there's going to be overflow out here and also overflow at the other building. That's how many people that's going to be here. So uh, if you get an opportunity to invite someone out, tell them, hey, you got to sign up, get them signed up, and I promise you, God is going to bless you. It's going to be a great time, um, good time to see people delivered and healed and set free, amen? How many of you know that, that there's a lot of lost people out there, so uh, it's real important to uh, get them in this building for that night? All right. I think that's it as far as announcements go, but the best time is to give back to God, right? Offering time. So um, if you've got your offering, uh, you can give in the envelopes and the seat backs in front of you. You can go online at lake-church.com and give that way. Click the giving tab. Or you can text to give, which I hear that's the best way. I'm still old school. I put mine in the envelope. But tonight there's going to be a bucket in the back. Jerry Wagner is going to be there if uh, you want to give on the way out. And I believe God's going to bless. Amen. We've got this taking it to the streets. So we've got some different ministers that are going to be preaching tonight. And I want to introduce Johnny Horn. Come on up here and, and get ready. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good evening, church. I am so thankful to be an ambassador for Jesus Christ. And I just want us all to begin with prayer. And so we're led by the Holy Spirit. So I just want us all join together and, and we just receive the Spirit and see what God's taking us tonight. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this night, Lord Father. We're thankful that we're led by your Spirit, Lord. We're thankful that you have your Word to give to us so we can able to work your Word through us, Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you give us everything that we need. And Lord Father, we just pray that this be effective for the church and pierce our hearts and it sows into good ground. We just thank you for this night to be able to be together and to be able to receive from you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. 
So the Lord's been speaking with me a little bit on through this time right now. It's a little bit where I came from to begin with because it wasn't for some people in my life with Pastor Kevin, I mean, Pastor Kevin and Pastor Rhonda. And it's been such a great, a mighty effective in my life in Rochelle's. And if it wasn't for them receiving Christ and doing the works that God put in their lives, I wouldn't be up here able to reach out and share with y'all and hopefully encourage you to do the same at your jobs or anywhere you're at. So I came from a background of drugs and alcohol. And uh, so we were in Drumright, Oklahoma, and uh, of all places. <laughs> so I was running from the law. I had a, a warrant out for my arrest. And so I was running from a 20-year sentence from robbing a place of, of a drug place. And so I, I uh, already was uh, in probation to begin with. And so when I revoked that probation, so then they were out for to do the 20-year sentence. So I was just in a lot of fear, a lot of things coming against me to lose my family and to know that any day this time was coming to me. So I would just want to stay drinking. I had no hope. I thought I knew Jesus in a way, but really I just know Jesus, like knew him, but didn't know him. And heard of him, I should say that I heard of Jesus, but I didn't know Jesus. So I uh, was living my life rebellious. I lived a rebellion life for a very long time. And so thankful today that I've seen some of those things as even if you become a minister and start learning words of God, you can also be in rebellion still in that kind of a, before trying to make things happen without God opening doors for your life. But anyways, back to where I was talking about. So I was in Drumroy, Oklahoma, and uh, I remember I uh, heard somebody talk about this church, Word of Life, and, uh, and they was talking about this great pastor down there speaking some really good word and everything. And, man, I just really wanted, you know, to know God. I love God. I knew I had a calling upon my life. I ran from God for a very long time. And didn't realize that what I was running from even, you know, and uh, life. I was running from life and despair and uh, so thankful to be here. Um, thinking about that just makes me think about how good God is. And seeing y'all and every, and I just want to say this too. Parking cars with y'all and getting to greet y'all as we're coming into the church is awesome. Because we're affecting each other. We're very, I remember pastor saying, your part is a very important part. No matter what you think, not, not think. You're very important to the body. And when we're coming together in unity. So uh, I was uh, running, from, running from the law. Running from the Lord, mainly. And uh, I went to this church, and uh, I got to meet Pastor Kevin and Pastor Rhonda. And, uh, and they, they give out that man the message of love, and they loved me no matter what I was doing. I'm telling you, I went to this church drinking. I've been to this church black eyes. 
And it was, I mean, and, and yeah. And uh, they never condemned me. I've been at a church before like that because I, I wasn't wanting to go, but they had the whole church trying to say, man, what are you doing here, man? You've been drinking and trying to lay hands on, you know. But anyways, we're not going to get into that mess. <laughs> we're thankful we're not a church like that, right? <laughs> so Pastor Kevin just kept on showing me his love of the Lord through him. I remember I was at a, we never had our own house. We uh, lived with some, well, we did, but when we were running from the law and everything, we, we ended up losing a home. We, you don't have a home. And uh, so I was staying with some people there, and uh, there in Germany. Pastor Kevin came out there, and Pastor Rhonda, I was washing the dishes. And, you know, that light of God, when you see somebody, when you're just in despair of life and everything, it just makes you, you can sense Jesus, you know? since the Lord and I was so great to see somebody and can tell they really cared and, and not fake it I mean come and take their time so I was drunk one night and I was walking the streets me and Rochelle got into it and uh, I called up Pastor Kevin he gave me his phone number and he said uh, why don't you come down here to the church and, and, and let's talk and this is the middle of the night you know and I was like no 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 man it's it's, it's it's too late and all that. He goes, hey, I'm already here. I got the doors open. I was like, man, that's all right. So I went down there, had to talk with him and everything. And uh, and so when I got in there and started, uh, went down there, talked with him, fed me a little bit of food, probably to help me sober up some. And uh, <laughs> he just tell me, what is going on? You know, and he could tell, uh, you know, that you can tell when someone's not not happy and and uh, so you may run into some of these people at your job or, or something this way too. So the reason I'm telling this story is because how important we are into the world. Because, uh, you know, the truth is we were dead. Not alive. Dead into spirit. Dead spirit. And so I wanted to bring this up because how important that is. So... Anyways, I, I got to talking with him. He said what was going on. I told him I'm running from a 20-year sentence right now. Done sign. I mean, that's a done deal thing. It, it, I had the chances I had. They were ready. So uh, he told, I told him the story. You know, I robbed uh, Walgreens, and, uh, and I was looking at uh, some really hard time right now. And uh, Pastor Kevin says, look, man, you know, you're going to have to you're going to have to try to get this behind you. You're going to have to get this back. You're going to have to turn yourself in, and I will go with you. And I was like, man, I don't know about all this. And he goes, listen, I don't believe God's going to give you that time. You know, uh, my faith from all the things in my life was very little faith. And so my look at this was worldly. And, and my you. The things you go through your life, God grows your faith through those destruction of your life. He's not there. He's not testing you. He's not putting this on you. But God will see you through it. And he will see you through it. And he will give you strength, courage, ability. And then when you get through that time, your strength that you had that before, your faith has strengthened. And it, and, and it gets bigger because it, is, it does say in the word about measure, faith and measure. And so anyways, I, uh, I ended up uh, 
uh, I ended up saying, well, um, I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> I remember that. He goes, okay, but I'll be there when you do. Well, uh, so there was this place. Uh, they ended up helping us get our own place. We had a little apartment there and helped us out with food. And so we had our own, and we had Ricky. He was a little guy. And, uh, and poor little Ricky had to go through all that too, you know. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Ricky was with us. And uh, I remember one night I was drinking again. And Pastor Kevin called me up. Hey, how's it going? He's always checking on me. I love that, man. You know, somebody that really cared. Somebody that really showed me love. Uh, somebody that really wanted to see God in me and see what God can do in my life. And, and so when I was there uh, in that place, uh, he said, how's it going today? And I said, well, uh, I, I'm doing all right, whatever, whatnot. And he says, well, it says like you've been drinking a little while. I said, oh, yeah, I'm drinking all right. And he goes, well, I said, but I'll be sober by Sunday. And he goes, well, today is Sunday. I, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm not going to church tonight. And he said, he goes, go brush your teeth and take a shower and drink some coffee. Get down here. <laughs> I love that. He didn't condemn me. He didn't persecute me like, you know, and man, he never showed that whatsoever. He just showed the love of God through him, through him. And that's what we're to do. You know, when we have people around us that are going through things in their life, we don't understand. We may not know what they're going through. But, we, you know, when we uh, just be, it says in the Bible, too, about building relationships. And because and sometimes people ain't ready to receive the word that moment. To receive and to give it all to him because of the, some really terrible things happen in their life. But if we build that relationship and learn from them and to care about them like Pastor Kevin and Rhonda was doing in their life at this time, and to able to speak into their life to it was time for I was ready to you know I went I'm ready to go ahead and trust God. So I uh, didn't end up going to church that night. I did uh, later on. We were I want to tell you there was a bunch of drugs and drinking, but. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is that was the man I was before Christ entered my life. We're dead to sin. We all have sinned. We're all dead at one time. But thank goodness for Christ that came in our life and gave us life, a new life. For Romans chapter 6. We're buried into his death, alive, and a new walk with Christ. And and that's what really took off in my life when I received that from myself. Because I was, even there was a time that I was speaking it, but I wasn't received it from my own yet. Then I was like, you know what, Lord? I was sitting there reading his, his word, and, and, I, and I seen it for the truth for me, and I said, no, Lord, I'm, I'm ready to receive it for me. And so 
in this time, there was a, I remember a TV being stolen right by our apartments and things. And, uh, and so I was walking out and there's a cop car there. And out of, no, out of all places, my probation officer would be dating the cop here in, at that place in drum right. <laughs> They're going on a date and they get a call about TV. Oh boy! So I'm walking, and I walked right in front of that cop car. Like I, I mean, I was bold, you know. I, but it was kind of where I was like, I'm just a skinny rocker across there, and I went get in my house, and I ain't coming out. You know what I mean? I'm done for the night. One cop, that's it. <laughs> so I go inside. No, I didn't get there far. <laughs> I walked in front of the cop car. She gets out of the car. She goes, Mr. Horn. Do you remember me? I was like a ghost. I can't even speak yet. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and she said, and she said to me, she said, well, Johnny, uh, it's time to uh, put your hands on the hood of the car, and it's time to go in. And I told him, I said, well, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not, um, let me tell my wife bye, because this is my last time to get to see her for 20 years. And you know this. She goes, okay, I'll let you tell your wife bye. So I knocked on the door, and she, barely, she didn't even say a word at first. She was just, just like shock, like me. You know, this is it. The last time we see each other for a while. So anyways, I want to try to get through this real quick, because I have some things I'd like to share, too. But uh, so um, when this is all going, going on, I was going back and forth for Bristow. And the Lord spoke to me, too, in Matthew. And he was spoke. He said, "Whatever you believe in, with everything you believe, and it would be given unto you." And I remember that being spoke. And uh, and I sat there and I said, "God, I showed him His word. I said, God, I deserve time. I understand that, but you know, I don't deserve twenty years." And I said, and I spoke, and I said, "This is what Your word says. I didn't say these. You said this." The Lord spoke to me that night. He said. All right, you go in there. And I'm telling you, he told me word for word. And this is amazing. God will get you out of your mess. And he will help you. And he will make sure you get through the fire. And so when I was there, and I, uh, I, I went through back and forth. And he told me, you take a, a nonviolent five. Sign for a nonviolent five, nothing less. Uh, so I went up there, and they were like, all right, sir, let him get serving for his 20 years, have him sign right there, and uh, be done with it. So they were ready for me to sign. I said, I ain't signed nothing. I said, you chop my arm off. I said, I'm already gone 20 years. You think I care? And I was serious, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, uh, I, I mean, dead serious. Uh, well, they said, you know what? Uh, we don't know what you're thinking you're going to do or not, but, you know, you're going to end up having to sign these papers. Well, he ended up, what happened was, we ended up in a, uh, a thing where they ended up giving me an offer, a 14 in and a 6 out, and so not taking it. I went again, and they said, well, we give you, it just went on for a little bit, so I'm going to get to the end. But they went down to the 5, gave me an uh, offer, a 5 violent to me, and I said, I ain't taking it. And they said, well, Mr. Horn, you're going to get you 20 years, because I'm telling you, this is the last what they're going to give you. And they said, what do you want? They ain't going to let you out. I said, this is what I signed for today. I said, I was signed for it at non-bond five. I said, nothing less. And, <laughs> I mean, I'm being bold with what God was saying to me because 
I knew what the Lord said to me. And that's what we got to do. We got to take his word and we have to know that it be true and to believe in what God says to you. Nothing else. Like the world, there's a lot of things that we believe what we're seeing. But true is we're seeing lies. And then when in the world is teaching us, do you believe what you're seeing? But you believing is what how you see. So, and that's what the Lord's been teaching me. He's like, with the word of God. And that's how you see. And, and so, I was there, and uh, um, I, told, I told them that. They said, well, you know what? They come back shaking their head. I was like, oh, man, I got that 20 years. And he said, well, you know what? They said they consider it. So, I went back to the jail, and I came back in, and, uh, and I came back, and, uh, and sorry, um, I came back, and they said the cashier. I came back to the jail. They said, "All right, so you robbed uh, somebody in front of Walgreens. We need you to sign this piece of paper right here." I said, "Do what?" And they said, "Well, we had to change the crime to able to give you your five nonviolent. So instead of giving me robbing the place, they changed it to me robbing somebody over that, so I can get the five nonviolent." Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I uh, went in, did my three years. Came out, got back with my wife, restored, got with Pastor Kevin and, and Pastor Rana back with them. We moved over here. I went through Bible school, and then I decided I want to give my whole life to God. And so I get to be here with y'all today. <laughs> Thank you so much. It really means a lot. And I get to be with y'all, and... Uh, and so, and that's, I wasn't going to go that far with it, but, you know, the Holy Spirit kept speaking to me to share more into it, because, like I was just saying, let's, let's, let's all encourage each other to do what God commissioned us to do, you know? And uh, I just want to share a little bit of scripture before I get off here. <clears throat> Whoever believed, this is Mark 16. If y'all want to get uh, go there yourselves, you can. So we're going to go to Mark 16, 16. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And those signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, and they will speak with new tongues, and they will pick up serpents with their hands, and they will drink my deadly po and they will drink any deadly poison, and it will not hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he has spoken to them, was taken up to, into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out in preaching everywhere while the Lord was with them and confirmed the message by company of signs. Praise God. Now, do you see what I was coming from? Now what I'm doing now and what I'm called to do? We're each called to do that, works of God. I want to encourage you. 
You know, I, I seen a part in the Bible when they would, he, Paul was saying, it was like, we're pleased. Let's do what God called us to do. And you could see, hear it in his voice when you're reading it. And that's what we want to do in his love, what he gave us through his life. Look what he's done. He's given us authority back to what the, what the devils took from us. He tried to destroy us in our lives like he did in my life. I don't know your story, but I know you have one. And even if you don't, you do because and you think you don't, you do because you was once dead. Had no spear of God. And this God, Jesus, man, is alive in us and gave his blood. And when I hear those things and what he's done in my life, just put a heart on me to reach the loss and to do the will of God. And then I seen that what his hope was for me, the hope of glory, Christ alive in me. <laughs> Praise God. I, I am so thankful what Christ has done in my life, and I'm thankful to get to be an ambassador for Christ Jesus today. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We just thank you, Father. I will share one more, I think. And Dora is going to come up. Um, I was trying to see. I had a lot here. Uh, just kind of changed up on me. You know how the Holy Spirit does those things? Thank God we're led by the Spirit of God, not by ourselves. Even we think we come up some things, but God, it changes sometimes. But thank God we're led by Spirit and not by ourselves, right? All right. Let's see if I can find it, though. <laughs> Let's see. had it right there okay so I want to go to Matthew and uh, Matthew I'm sorry Matthew uh, 28 18 I just want to share one more with y'all and Jesus came and said to them all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. <laughs> Go therefore and make disciples all over the nations, baptize them <laughs> in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, <laughs> teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of age. Praise God. He is with you always to the end of ages. You're not alone and never are. Don't let the enemy try to use your emotions. Thank God we're built in a great church that teaches us of, of being spirit-led, right? And don't let him lie to you. I just thank y'all for letting me speak with y'all tonight. And I love y'all. And y'all have a blessed night. And doors coming up.
Hi, guys. Let me get this nervousness off me. Woo! Got to shake it off, right? <laughs> Woo! I'm glad to be here tonight. How about y'all? God's laid a lot on my heart. But first, I want to go off about where I came from. I came from the streets as well. But I was a full-blown lesbian. I was a drug addict. I, I was a... I sold dope to, I stole from children because I wanted to sell to their parents and it took away their electricity, their food, their rent. It caused them to lose their homes and God was telling me I went to prison twice because I didn't learn my lesson the first time. But thank God, God God got a hold of me the second time. (laughs) Woo! Because I knew I needed a change in my life. But I couldn't do it by myself. I had to do it with the Word of God. Because we can't change in this world without the Word of God. The world takes us over. And we become what the world wants us to be. And that's what I was when I was out there in the world. I was whatever they wanted me to be. Whether it was a pocket full of dope or talking sex because when you're a lesbian actually I, I my thing was is I wanted women like y'all that was what I wanted but that's what devil the devil wanted me to be to come into y'all's lives and destroy you you know and that was my biggest thing I wanted the women that wasn't lesbians <laughs> go figure but I would go to the ones that was like oh no no but yeah, I, I would in, I'd tempt them and tempt them just like the devil tempts us. And I would talk all kinds of craziness out of my lips, you know. But it was the devil talking, you know. Not really me, because I was lost. And he just had control of me. And when we get in the Word, it's amazing what God does to us. Woo! I'm just like, woo, thank you, Jesus! Glory to my father because now I'm a good grandma. You know, now I'm a respectable person in the in the world of God's kingdom. Not the real world out there, but in God's kingdom, and that's where we need to be. Because we can all we can all say, No, I don't want to listen to the word. And believe me, the devil's right there to pull us right on into any sin that is attacking in our mind. And that's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we got to change the way we think. Because it starts in our mind. Our mind is the battlefield. And if we don't change the way we think, if I didn't change the way I thought with the word, I'd still be out there being a lesbian and being in the world stealing from children. Wow, when God told me that when I came out of prison that I was stealing from his babies and he threw my granddaughter in there too, my grandson, saying, look, you pull up, what do you think them children are thinking? I'm like, oh, Father, oh, Father. I got straight down on my knees. I was like, please forgive me, Father. Help me, help me, Father. Because I don't want to do that. I love my babies. And I sure wouldn't want somebody like me that was in the streets coming after my babies like that neither. You know, so 
I just give God all the glory. All the glory for what he's done with me and in me. And I want you all to know, like in Romans 9, 25, God's, God's specialty is in loving those who are unloving. I was unloving, believe me. I, I, not only was I full blows, I was mean. I was mean. You took from me, I'd go take everything from you. I didn't care. I did not care. You know, and that's what the devil makes us do. We don't care. You know, I mean, we destroyed other people's lives and really laughed at them about it. You know, and that's terrible because we were boastful. Look what I did to them. Look what I, you know, God's like, told me, oh, no, 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 we can't be like that. I'm a loving God, and I'm going to show you what love's really about. And see, like he says, God specializes in the love of those who are unloving and undeserving. The fact is, not none of us deserve the love of God. And those of us who think we deserve it are refusing to see the truth. God's love is bestowed in all of us who admit that we need Him and respond to His love for them. Sometimes those who despise, who are despised, and I was despised by society, you know, when God gets a hold of us and first to admit that I needed Him, this is the why such people often have the most dramatic stories of how God has transformed our lives. As no one is innocent of wrongdoing. None of us. Not one of us. I'm still doing wrong. I'm still repenting every day for my stinking thoughts. Because I get mad at somebody and I want to... Right? But that is not a child of God. That is not. We have to cast that thought out. We said, no, 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 not today, Satan, for it is written. We got to remember, guys. Man, the minute we get that nasty thought in our head, whoo, you cast him far as he says, what east is to the west or to the foot of Jesus. I'm telling you, if we don't, we end up right back where we was. We all fall short. But yet no sin is too great for God to forgive us. But those of us who admit our failures are better off than the respectable ones. Come on. People who are refusing... <coughs> people who are refusing to see the truth about their need for God or admitting that we have failed and that we need God is essential because we must not allow pride or social standing to keep us from admitting our need for God at any point in our spiritual growth that's in the we got to wear Jesus on us you know Moses his glory came upon him and he had to cover it but our glory is within us we have to show that no matter where we go. Because if you are being transformed, we need to share it to the next person that's right beside us. And if we're not, are we not, not, we're not being the children that God wants us to be. We're being the same way in the world, right? Just like they are. Let's be grumpy. Let's argue. Let's complain. And that's what everybody wants to do. But, you know, no matter what we come at, that's exactly what happens to us.
But we got to cast them thoughts. And we got to be that bigger person that God has intended us to be. Because if we don't, then how are everybody else going to know about Jesus? It's our job to show our babies, our brothers and sisters, the lost out there, what Jesus really is. And I tell you what, let me tell you about him. He's so good to us that it don't matter what we're facing, as long as we admit it to him, he's so good and just. It says, okay, my child, I love you. And he forgives us, but if we don't ask for forgiveness, we're still stuck in that rut. No matter, I mean, we're still stuck. Get out of yourself and admit, oh, my stinking thinking done got me there. You know? And then the next thing you know, you wonder why you're depressed or why you don't want to do this or why you're not even praying. Prayer is so important. That's the way we talk with our Father. Without that, without a conversation with Him, then how are we going to grow? How are we going to know inside what, where we need to grow? Or we need to shake it off. That arrow done stuck me. Oh, not today. Not today, Satan. For the Word says, I am a child of God, and I can conquer all things through my Father. And we got to use him that way. We got to get out of ourselves, guys, and know that our Father is so good to us. Every step of our step. I'm telling you, I don't care how down you get, you start praising Jesus. Ha! The glory starts shining. It does. You can see it in yourself as well. You can be down, get you some praise and worship going on, and watch God love on you. You know, we got to be careful. The Word tells us our salvation comes by trusting Jesus, and there is nothing we can do to earn it. But God accepts us because of what Christ has done on our behalf. Thank you, Jesus. So no matter how great our failures are, which believe me, <laughs> oh my God, thank you, Jesus. That's what I can say. Thank you, Jesus, for all the failures that I did when I was out in the real world. It was, thank you, Jesus. That's what I can say. Because we all sin. We all sin. I don't care how good you are or what you are. I, even children of God sin. I do every day with my stinking thinking. I got to cast it down. Because if I don't, next thing I know, I'm really falling into it. But the minute you recognize and you cast it, you're right back on track. Thank you, Jesus, because that's what he does for us. You know, and without that, without Jesus right there on our lips, the devil is right there. <laughs> he is so quick to steal in every word and every, he takes our thoughts captive because we don't cast it. I'm a witness because I know it, it takes me sometimes. I've been going through a lot of things that has, I've wanted my flesh. But you know what? God says, you're my child. Put it in my hands and watch the wrath of God on them. Because he loves us that way. He does. And that's what he says. Put it in my hands so that I can take care of it. And if we try to put it in our own hands, what are we doing? We're sinning. 
because we're doing it wrong. We're not doing it the way we should be doing it and put it in his hands and letting us flow through him. Because greater he that is in me than he that is in the world. So we got to remember that. <clears throat> no matter how great, though, our failures are, there's no reason to hide mistakes from God. He wants to relieve us from all our burdens. Thank you, Father, for that. We carry his invite. He invites us to surrender our lives to him and receive his forgiveness. His forgiveness. That's why it's so important that we ask him when we fall into sin. And we know. We know. If you're in the word, you know. But if, if you don't read your word, you're gonna, not going to know what God is telling us. You're not going to have that personal relationship because without the word, there's no way, no way here on earth that you're going to receive a relationship with God because this is God. The word is our life. The word is God loving on us and showing us and teaching us right because I was taught all wrong. The ways of the world teach us so wrong. You know, and he's, they're teaching our babies through all this technology. Under the tent revival this year, my phone got stolen, and God showed me so many different things. It got stolen from the homeless when I was out serving the homeless. But um, he showed me so many things how that technology has caused us to lose our family. Because what do we want to do? We want to put that technology in our children's hands and not even show them what God is about or the love that we have for them. We're showing them that the computer is. They can't even get out of it. I mean, when you go places, when I go places, all I see is people in their... There is no conversation or nothing. How can, we, how can they share the love of Jesus that way? They can't. They're actually, the devil's winning the battle because that's, he, they're being trained through that. And that is all the things that God says, do not let in your windows. They know more about the world than we ever thought of through that window. They see things. They know more about drug addicts and selling dope and doing all that than we ever thought of because it's right there on technology. It's in their face on TikTok and Facebook and, and Instagram and all them things. And what do we do? Because we ain't got time for them. Here. And then, and then we're like, put that down. But why? You, you gave it to me. Right? I mean, we... My grandkids know they can't have technology when they come around me. <laughs> We're going to go out and do something. We're going to show the love. I want to know them, not them in their face. I, you, can't, you don't know them. You can't even get a conversation. So I don't care who you are or how broken you are. God loves you just where you're at. We have to change the way we think. And what we think about. Any changes you want in your life must start in your mind. Because that's where it comes. And in Romans 12, too, our Father tells us, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have to remember not to 
In James 1, he says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Whoo! I tell you, when you read that word and it convicts you, it convicts me all the time. <laughs> all the time. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Help me. Help me, Father. For I know that's where I'm at. Because, you know, when we claim when we're weak, he's right there to make us strong. Praise God. That's how good of a God that we live for. Jesus is so good to us. People think, oh, I can't do that. I, I'm not going to do that. When you know what? Give that to Jesus. And he'll bring you up out of that. He will show you the truth. And the truth sets us free. That's what's so great. But we have to start in our mind and admit to ourselves that we are the ones do, do wrong, doing the wrong. We are the ones. You know? Not blaming someone else, but us. I know I was the one doing the wrong. And thank you, Jesus, for showing me the truth. Because the truth is what's made me free. Reading the Word every day, I can read it and read it. That's all I want to hear anymore. That's all I want to hear. Because it's the love of God. I never knew love. I never knew love because I was a lesbian my whole life. And I, I, I was rejected from society. Nowadays, they're very loved they're, but really, they're rejected because they're in death, and they're never going to enter the kingdom of heaven that way. And it's us. It's our job to teach others that that's what God says. We need to show the love of Christ through us and show them the world has taught them wrong. You know, it's all wrong out there. And, and God says the reason it's gone so bad it's because people like us hasn't stepped up to do the work of Jesus. We are his children, and we are the ones that need to step up and do the works. Because he's done gave it all, he's done gave us all power and authority. Who's he gave it to? All of us. Not just one of us, all of us. Everyone that wants to come into the kingdom. God says, You are my child. I give you all power and authority. And if we don't take it, then it's laying null, right? Because God's already finished the work through Jesus Christ. That we were bought with a price, with his blood. Woo, thank you, Jesus, because it's running through me. I got the DNA of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm just glorified for that, you know. God is so good like that. So in 1 John, we claim to be without sin. We deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. And if we confess our sin is faithful and just, and we'll, he will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. But we have to be the one to step up and admit. We have to get in our stinking thinking and say, oh, yes, Father, I am sinning. Because that's where it starts. We've got to cast it. Because the minute it takes over, your flesh takes over. Not the spirit we got to remember we are spirit beings. We belong to God. We are spirit beings. I want you all to tell your children that too. They are spirit beings. All of y'all. We're all spirit beings. We're God's spirit. that are down here in the kingdom trying to tell other people about Jesus. we got to remember that because without this spirit, we're dead. 
We're dead. That's what God says. It's not my words, it's his. <laughs> so, you know, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar. And his word is not in us. Satan knows how to bait us in. He knows you better than you. An unseen world war is going on in our mind. And in Second Peter 1 and 2, grace and peace can be yours in abundancy through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. We got to remember, guys, his divine power has even given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who calls us by his own glory and goodness. We have to change our mind. We have to get in the word so that we are being renewed by our father. Because this is our father. I can't live without my Bible. I feel lost when I leave it somewhere. It's like, oh, no, no, I got to get to it. I got to go get it. It's got to be with me. <laughs> because anytime I need it, you know, I got to grab a hold of it and love him. And he's loving on me. He's saying, you know, I just, I want everybody to be that way. <laughs> because this is our life. We got to hold it close. We got to hold it right here so that God's right there. Always. Always. His divine power has given us everything we need. While we live in the world, we don't fight the same way the world does. We fight with God's weapons, not worldly ones. Our weapon has God's power to demolish the enemy's strong places. Thank you, Jesus, for that. We can knock down prideful defense that sets themselves up in our minds against the knowledge of God. In this world... We capture every rebel thought, and we make it give up and obey Christ. If your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. If you hold to my teachings, you are, you are already my disciple. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But to be set free is to know the truth. The truth about ourselves and about the truth about Jesus. He's our liberator. The truth is this. We all slave to our sinful natures. We all, with God's truth as the standard for our mortal conduct, we can recognize and confess our struggles and our sin. As we confess these, we shape the truth about our lives. We have to do that. We can't be transformed overnight. We can't. That's why it's so important to get in the Word so that God transforms us. And where each and every one of us is at, we're all in different walks. And only God can transform you. Only the Word. And that's why it's so important to know what God is saying. Because we can, somebody else could be telling us, we let it go through one ear and out the other. But when God's telling us, it comes down in deep. And it starts transforming us. And we go along and, and we start, we're doing one thing and he's telling us another. And, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing me the truth. Because I read it. 
It might not have stuck right then, but I read it, and the Holy Spirit's bringing in remembrance as I'm in the walk. That's what's so good about the Word. That's why it's so important to read the Word. Because you can be led astray. Look at all the pastors out there that says it's okay that you're homosexual. God says it's an abomination. Woo! Thank God I'm in Jesus' life. Woo! Because if I was back in the Old Testament, I'd have done been dead. Stoned to death. Or turned into a pillar of salt for my sexual sins acts. You know, that's one thing God says to keep your body in check when it comes to that. Because why? We are spirits. We're spirit beings. And when we go there, we're in spirit with Him. Only married couples that come under the one, in one, under God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, <laughs> praise God, hallelujah. So, if your sinful nature controls your mind, it is death. But the Holy Spirit controls the mind, there is life and peace. And in John eight thirty one, if you hold to my teachings, you will be my disciples. So, we got to remember that. And the only way we can be set free is being truthful to ourselves. I don't care what you're going through. You don't have to tell anybody else. Tell God. God's the one that changes you. Not who's next to you or who you're in love with. It, that's not it. It's God. It's God's our Father. You know, I don't care how much you don't want to admit it. Admit it. Admit it in secret. It don't matter. Just get it out of you so God can take it. But if you don't get it out, if you don't speak it out, how can he take it? You have to speak it out no matter what you're going through. I'm struggling with this, Father. I'm weak right now, Father. You've got to help me. You don't know how many times I say that a day. Because my thoughts will make you weak. Somebody's attacking you. You could have a family member or, or a co-worker or somebody driving beside you, flipping you off, and you got some words to say. That makes us fail, fall into sin. I'm telling you, them thoughts will take you captive. And next thing you know, you're having a bad day. And why? Why? Because you were too afraid to admit and we got to just give it to him right then. Right then. Say, here, Father, this is what I want to say, but I'm going to give it to you. Next thing you know, you're still praising and worship. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to my Father, because that's what he does for us. He don't let them hinder us. So, <clears throat> it's so good that God... If we recognize and confess our struggles and our sin, we confess these. We share the truth about our lives, seeing the truth, speaking the truth. In this way, frees us. And when we turn our broken lives over to God, we alone can make, he alone can make us whole again. But only him. We can't do it. I broke myself. 
I tore myself up. I destroyed myself, and God's put me back together. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because, you know, I never thought, you know, I was such a boy that I, w- I thought I was better than any man here. And I acted like it, too. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Come on. Let, let me show you. <laughs> I was that way. God's changed me that so much so that I let men work on my cars. <laughs> and I didn't think I would ever do that. But you know what? God's changed me so much, I don't want to do it no more. <laughs> but I used to think, no, they're going to tear it up. I already know, because I went mechanic school. <laughs> I graduated top mechanic. But <laughs> I don't want to no more, because he's made me into a lady. I don't even want to do construction work anymore because he's made me into a lady. All I want to do is share the love of God, the agape love. And he's, it's been so crazy because this last year he's taken me out of hoarderness. He's, he's taken me out of so many things. But we got to know what he does for us and all the miracles that he does do for us each and every day. Every day. Every day. And it is every day. And, and, you know, he says, we are the ones that are supposed to go out and do the signs, miracles, and wonders. We're his children. We need to pray for people that we see in distress. You got to see me in Walmart sometimes. Can't shut me up. <laughs> you know? Because I see it. And they see the glory on me. Because I can't hide it no more. You know, I just can't hide it no more, and I don't want to never hide it. You know, like Moses, he hid his. I got Jesus in me, and I got the glory all over me. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! I just can't give him enough praise. Guys, that's what he tells us, to give him praise. Sing songs to him, praise with him. You know, talk to him. He walks with me and talks to me all day long. Thank you, Father. Because if we don't, and if we're not, the devil's quick. Leading us astray. He is so quick at it. At uh, at just the simple things in life. That's what's so crazy about it. I get mad at my dogs. I have to repent sometimes because I be cussing them out. (laughs) But that's what it's about. And then I'll be all lovey saying, oh, I'm so sorry. But that's what God wants us to do. Because he says, do not let filthy language come from your lips. That's not of God. And sometimes they make it. Sometimes we do. But you know what? The minute you admit it and give it to God, that's called repenting. And when we repent, God's there to forgive. But we have to admit it, guys. We can't think we're better than him because we're not. (laughs) We are so not. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. So instead of saving faith says, God, I am helpless sinner and able to, to affect my own salvation. As we do this, we grow spiritually and are transformed 
by God in the process. By God in the process. Not by ourselves. Because if we weren't all broken, we're all broken. We can't fix ourselves. We can't. Transformation is not attained by trying harder to live a better life. It is the results of growing into the grace of God that is bestowed on us as we continually to surrender our lives to him. This kind of faith in God delivers us from the ultimate consequences of our sin. Eternal separation from God when we're sinning. We're separate from him because we don't want to admit. We don't want to come to him in love. And say, Father, I'm weak. We got to remember that, guys. Because we all get in them weak moments. We all do. I don't care how strong you are in Christ. The devil throws it at us. He really wants the ones that are trying hard, that want to give out and get love people. Show the agape love that Jesus shines through us. I mean, he's really quick at trying to make our bodies ache and... And, and like, oh, man, I ain't going to do that because, I, I, man, I just ain't feeling it today. <laughs> Seriously. Happens a lot. For I am healed by his stripes, though. And you got to start claiming that. Not claiming that you're hurting, but claiming that you're healed. Because that's what the devil wants you to do is claim that you're hurting. Because then you're really going to hurt. And he likes that. He'll be like, ha, 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 see what I did? ha, <laughs> ha. He's quick. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Let me get some praise and worship on. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> I'm quick at it, too. Let me hear that. Let me get some praise and worship. Get this body working again. <laughs> so in Ephesians 3, as we begin to discover how much God loves us, we will become confident that anything is possible with God. In fact, God is able to do far more in us and through us than we could ever imagine. I never, I never could, I never imagined I'd be here today. Never, never in my life. I thought I was going to be a lesbian my whole life. Because, and I thought I would be in the darkness. I thought I was going to be a drug addict my whole life. I didn't think I was ever not going to see that darkness. I was always in it, and everybody I knew was in it, and I didn't know no good people. But it ain't about good people. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about Jesus. It's about the Word. Because we can be around all the good people we want, but until we get in the Word, we're never going to be transformed. Never. We might change different in society, but we're not going to be transformed into the kingdom of God. <clears throat> so, our trans, as if we humble ourselves and trust God to help us, and as the Holy Spirit transforms our lives with the love and patience. Thank you, Jesus. Because it is love and patience that God shows us. We get impatient. We, we want to try to put it back in our own hands. But I tell you, we have to remember. We have to remember. So read the word and confess your sins and watch. 
most amazing miracles happen in our lives. God is love. And any bad thought that is in is not from him. Only what lifts us up and builds others up. And thanks be to God. This is Romans 7, 25. Thanks be to God who delivered me through Jesus Christ our Lord. We must not allow the struggles to discourage us. We need to continue. And as I go into prayer, I just want y'all to know, it'd be Philippians 1. And this is my prayer, that your love may be may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen. And as we close tonight, I just I want to open up the floor. We have, we're going to have pastors prayer warriors up here we want to open the door for anybody that's lost come find Jesus anybody that wants to receive the Holy Spirit get on up here because he's our advocate he's the one that leads us in truth he's our truth anyone that has any pain in their body that needs healing of any kind don't walk out that door without it because that's what we're here for to prove God's word is active and alive and we are his vessels and, and it's not us that do it it's our father it's the Holy Spirit that flows through us because greater he that is in me than he that is in the world and we're just his vessels down here but he is ready to meet you right where you're at no matter what you're going through. If you need to repent, repent. And ask God to change your mind. Because that's where it's at, guys. We have to start with changing our mind and getting the word in us to renew us. If we don't get that word in us, then we're just still where we're at. We will never cross over into glory. Because I was in the wilderness for 40-something years. Thank God I'm in the promised land now. Woo! Glory to my Father. Hallelujah. But see, all of our family members, a lot of our family members, our, our friends, our, our workers that we work right along beside them, they're still stuck in the wilderness. We need to help them get over into the promised land where Jesus is at. Jesus wants us to wear the glory on us through us and on us to everybody that we come encounter with because we didn't step up and do what Jesus wanted us to do the world has gone so bad so bad and I didn't even know that until just a couple months ago he said it's, it's because the Christians didn't step up and do their job I was like what? what? oh well let me get on up there father let me tell everybody about Jesus because he loves us right where we're at and it don't matter where, how broken you are it don't matter how broken you are I promise you 
like he did me, he'll meet you right there where you're at. We just thank you, Father. We thank you that you open up the eyes to all their hearts, Father. We, we thank you that you're going to show them where they need to give it to you, where their weakness is, where, where they need to be kind and patient and gentle, that the fruit of the Spirit will flow through them, Father. We just glorify you, Father, that you have opened the eyes to all their hearts and they see you. Because, Father, we don't know the word until we see you. So we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.